0: Hello, hello everyone, my name is Shabaz, and uh, I'm here with Mikko, hi Mikko.
1: Hey, hi Shabaz, hi everyone.
0: Hey, how you doing? You
1: good? Uh,
0: I was just dancing, it's such a nice music, <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> fine. <laughs> Excellent. Hi everyone, so today we're going to be talking about AI and how it's helping developers. Um, because obviously AI is in the news, uh, chat GPT is huge in the news at the moment. and uh, we'll be talking about that and not just chat GPT, but other technologies as well that can really help developers in their productivity and reducing error rate in their coding. And um, yeah, um, and, and anything else AI related basically to do with the uh, with developers and also IDEs. Um, so we'll also talk about what kind of IDs are useful, which ones can be enabled with AI, and also any other topics in that area. How people do coding, and especially now, if if developers are learning, studying at home as well, uh, what are some good practices for uh, training up as well? Um, so yeah, um, uh, Chat GPT. Um, that's uh, the way the way I've been using that so far. I mean, I've used it on a couple of projects now, just in my own spare time, just to try and learn how, how to make use of it. And um, I mean, I've, I'm have i probably underusing it at the moment, but I have found it extremely useful, especially at the start of a project uh, where you, know, you may have questions about how to do things. So uh, framing them as questions, you can get a lot of your research done very quickly. Um, and I've also found it useful for uh, like coding, to help with specific tasks. I've only asked for like simple tasks so far, such as manipulating data. So if you've got data sets and you want to turn them into a different format and maybe incorporate that into your C, C++ code, Mm. Uh, those kind of things. Um, How about you, Mikko? How are you?
1: Oh, I Um, mean, I'm a big fan. (laughs) And uh, obviously uh, at the beginning working for Microsoft, I got a super early access uh, I think I've got a, probably one of the first you know 500 people who got access to the open AI tech in the past like anything oh. around the first apis and, and I use it daily since then I mean I don't can imagine would you use ide or would you use soon any kind of product in your daily life if you don't have all that goodness of gen ai it's unbelievable <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah and that's the other thing i mean it, it's it does seem like open AI it's it's open ai or nothing at the moment <laughs> uh, when it comes to uh, you know which ids are making use of it have you heard of any other technologies and which what technologies are there within open ai that are because they talk about this codex engine i don't know much about that
1: yeah um, obviously yeah. they have several engines and the one which is using uh, github It's called Codex. They just released a new uh, version of it, I think two weeks ago, uh, mid of February, uh, 2023. Uh, It's trained on all public repositories, so it actually keeps you out of hot water any kind of proprietary code. And uh, definitely it's extremely successful. You can choose to go and integrate directly with the Codex engine, which is purposely built for developers uh, in the so-called GitHub Copilot. And something that we have just discussed with you is uh, that the, there is the person, personal version which is like the 10 bucks a month and now there is also the enterprise github copilot for 19 dollars a month and I, I don't think anyone would go without having it it's going to be like the
0: netflix and any kind of streaming video <laughs> streaming in the future yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I'm, you're, I think people are definitely missing out if they're not trying it as well. Because, uh, like you said, it's, it is like it is like a Netflix, isn't it? Almost for 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 developers, you know, you do need some sort of some sort of AI to help you. Um, and, yes, and yeah, we have not yeah. paid. I mean, just to mention. <laughs> OpenAI does not
1: pay us anything to, to say that. <laughs>
0: no,
1: <exactly. laughs> we just find it really useful. And like, obviously, in our podcast, we want to share all the personal information, like the, the personal views. <laughs> I've been using also other products. I mean, that's a question you asked me just before that. Like, I was using Tab9 in the past. Okay. Uh, but since uh, I've got the GitHub Copilot, I just stopped using Tab9 and stopped paying for it because <laughs> it was even more expensive, like $12 a month. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm saving. <laughs> and it's definitely much better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm like you. I'm, I've uh, I've been using Copilot. And now, to be honest, I can't imagine coding without it. So I, I've I've you know literally been looking for, you know, which IDEs are compatible with it. Um, because I I don't I don't want to use an IDE that doesn't mm-hmm. allow me to use Copilot. And for people who haven't used it, I mean, it's I think there's a 30-day trial anyway, but it's definitely worth um, trying out because yeah. uh, I mean, I d- I don't know like how h- how well it does for everyone, but I mean, certainly I've been finding it more times than not the 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 information it gives me has been really helpful. Uh, like I'll I'll start typing in something. And it'll, in, in the IDs I'm using, it'll show in gray uh, the text, which it's giving me as a recommendation. And uh, so then I can just click, uh, hit, hit tab, and um, then it'll accept that. And I, I guess that codex engine must be recognizing when people are doing copy-paste as well. Yes. Uh, I don't know what extra things it's grabbing, but you can just type a comment, or you can copy a line from somewhere. And based on what you copied, it will, I guess, infer from there what you're actually trying to do. So it will then just auto-complete and do a whole lot more. Um, yeah, I've, i found that, like, so helpful. Uh, I mean, you know, what's, what's to lose, you know, like trying to use uh, that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's only gonna help, I think, uh, for, for developers. A lot of time-saving. Yes, and
1: I mean, now we see a lot of people actually also using ChatGPT itself. Uh, like to go and ask him, okay, maybe this kind of snippet in Python if I want to yeah. go and do something with it, some specific data set. And I don't think there is a way back. I mean, obviously, none of us is like a senior or principal developer, so we don't do it on a daily basis for our life. I think mm. these guys, they, they can have different view of the things. Yes. But for any general generalist developer like us, we just need from time to time, we need to do a quick fix. And then obviously the moment we need more professionals, we are going to go and get more senior and principal and architects to help us with, but for day-to-day tasks, it's it's amazing. It's unbelievable.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And proof of concepts as well, I guess, you know, like where you rapid prototyping basically when you, when you're trying to do that kind of stuff. And I, I find it useful for, even when you're trying to use like new libraries of code, that you might not have used before, um, you know, where you don't know the full API. And um, I think what I was trying to do, I was working on a, a microcontroller, a Pi Pico, and I was trying to make use of a file system uh, for external, like flash memory. And I, I think I was trying to figure out how to do the formatting or how to yes. change a directory or something like that. And I didn't know the API at all uh, for the, the the you know the third-party library which I was using. Uh, but it, it kind of figured out what I was trying to do <laughs> and, and, it, <laughs> and showed me exactly which uh, API call I should be using. So you know, th- there it saves time as well. You know, like you're not having to read as much documentation um, to, you know, quickly narrow down to, to a solution. That was that was with Copilot.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, truly really unbelievable. What IDE are you actually using? Like any kind of personal preferences? What do you see from your friends? I mean,
0: what do they use? Um Pretty much everyone I know is using Visual Studio Code. Um, and I mean, I use it as well, but uh, to be honest, I still find them sometimes a bit difficult to use because obviously there's still a lot buried in menus. Um, And I think especially if, for for example, you know, like traditional uh, hardware embedded developers, they're not used to that. They're more used to the IDEs that really simplify it down to you know, like buttons that you got to click to, you know, build your code and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I think I, I think they would struggle a little bit on Visual Code as well, a little bit. So, for that reason, I mean, I I've obviously I, I do use Visual Studio Code, but um, I also really like the um, oh, what are they called now? Uh, C, C Lion uh, for C coding, C coding. Yes. So it's a JetBrains product. Now, uh, but what are the JetBrains products you use? Uh, can be enabled for Copilot. So there's a plugin for all of their products, I think. Um, so PyCharm, for example, if you're using, if you're doing p- Python coding, will also benefit from that. And those are the two main ones I use. So PyCharm and Cline got enabled with the with Copilot. Um, but yeah, I mean, Visual Visual Code is uh, great for that as well. I still need to enable that for Copilot on my machine. Um, but you you, do you use Copilot with that? With visual code,
1: yeah. I'm still using Vim because they've logged in 20 years ago and I cannot
0: get out. <laughs> actually, I'd like to see that copilot enabled version of VI. <laughs> be
1: that would be beautiful because oh, that's nice. Hey, I'm gonna put a note, and maybe some of the listeners, if you know how to do that, please tell us because I would love to do it. Actually, <laughs> joke <aside>. yeah. <laughs>
0: That could actually probably attract a lot of um, developers t- uh, oh, to make you yeah, sure that I am <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, with you. <laughs> but,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, joke aside, I mean, obviously Visual Studio Code is something that I've been using massively because until recently I was working at Microsoft and kind of you need to eat your own dog food. But... Yeah. I also look to to new stuff like Replit is another uh, cloud-based cooperative IDE that uh, I was using quite extensively lately. What's it? Replit? Replit, Replit, yes. Okay. Is that good? Oh, yeah. I mean, once you look into more more cooperative ways and uh, trying to find out more support from the community straight away from your IDE, it's so much better i mean you don't need to go in between different tools between your visual studio code and then uh, go on any kind of community forums and then back and forth back and forth then go slack then go teams here you have one id with all the community all the communication you need built in it's really nice for beginners to mid-level to kind of some of the very young and early
0: senior developers, I would say. I suppose also, obviously, if it's uh, cloud-based, you can kind of work on your project, projects anywhere, right? Um, from your tablet yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that really helps. That sounds like a embed. Yeah, I mean, You remember that, right? For microcontrollers. Yeah, because yeah, they got the cloud-based uh, development, which, um, personally, i really love to, uh, to use. What are you using now
1: for the microcontrollers in general, like anything around professional and then more hobbies, like, you know?
0: Yeah, um, I think um, it depends on the particular microcontroller, but a lot of the manufacturers, they're all pretty much using Eclipse um, or, you know, variants of Eclipse. Um, So for that, I don't have any Copilot enabled yet. But for the Raspberry Pi, sorry, the Pi Pico, uh, you know, the microcontroller, they just released uh, the, the, like, SDK, uh, which is more Windows friendly because before they just had like a a, a Linux version, uh, which was fine. But I mean, obviously, some people want to want to use the desktop um, and development environment as well. Um, so that uses Visual Studio Code. Um, so that will be super. That would be great to work with Copilot, for instance. Yes. Um, right now, I use PyPico with C Lion. Um, so I've, I've set up C Lion to work with the SDK for the, for the Pico. And that way I've got the benefit of, uh, you know, like uh, the, the graphical interface of C-Line is really great. But the other benefit is it's very close to Android Studio. So if you've ever used that for development, then, in fact, any of the JetBrains products, they all kind of look the same. So you mm-hmm, kind of yeah. only have to have one ID, right? Um, so for that reason, I, I like using those. Um, and that's Copilot enabled as well. And I can do my coding and um, d- deliver the code, the, the firmware, onto the, Upload it onto the device all from the menus within C Lion. Um, that's with the. They, they use like a separate debug tool called a Pico Probe, uh, which is actually another Pi Pico, and you just program it up to work as a, uh, a serial wire debug um, interface thing. So, yeah, I, I use that with uh, the Pico. Um, yes, it yep.
1: seems it's a big win for the developer community of actually having AI
0: enabled tools exactly yeah I mean, uh, I mean i think especially um, you, now i think about it you know like uh uh like c++ for instance where you're working yes. with templates and things like that Um, it's really easy to make mistakes it, it actually i mean it, it could take me 10 minutes to write one line of code in c++ uh, if if you're using templates especially uh, you know, just to make sure that the code is correct and everything. So I, I can imagine code completion on that would really help loads. Um, mainly, I've been using it on you know some basic C++ or or C coding, uh, but for sure with things like templates or you know using middleware that you're not familiar with, yes, uh, there you're going to save a lot of time uh, for sure. I mean, ten ten dollars or or twenty dollars a month is like a no-brainer, really. I mean. You know, why Why wouldn't you use that? As, as far as I'm concerned, anyway.
1: <laughs> Again, yeah. we are not paid by open AI. It, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like <laughs> it. <doesn't
0: Okay>. it. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, honestly, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just can't <laughs> think its praises enough. I mean, it's saved me. i put it this way. I, I, you know, the I did like an open source project uh, called Picochroma. So P-I-C-O-C-H-R-O-M-A. It's basically to do with if you've got like two color temperature LEDs, how do you mix them uh, to get any color temperature in between? Basically I, I wanted a camera light and I couldn't find anywhere how to do that because there must be a formula out there, right? To to map between the, the the brightness levels of two LEDs to kind of get a color in between them, uh, like a oh, like a, a white, uh, like, you know, whether it's a warm white or a cold white. Yes. And so I, I, I use ChatGPT to help me with that at the beginning. And that told me what formula to use and everything. And so then I used Chat ChatGPT a little bit more to get the data sets, like you mentioned, uh, into the right formats and everything. And I implemented this on a PyP case. I used C Lion and then I used Copilot to help me throughout the coding. And I, I reckon, even on that small project, it was like, you know, just like a maybe four or five day project. Um, I, I think it saved me at least half a day's worth of work okay. together. Yeah. Um, and that's on github anyway so you know uh, you can see what the output <laughs> from from C, uh, from copilot looks like on that mm-hmm. good point good point yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and i mean now something that i'm looking at is where to develop because obviously until recently i had all oh, you can eat azure it was easy i mean <laughs> i need any kind oh, of yeah. virtual machine <laughs> i just yeah, yeah, snap yeah. a finger and then here <laughs> it, <there> it is <laughs> But now, so what do you I'm do now?
0: Do you, do, you, do you still uh, make use of cloud services or are you making use of like, I do, but
1: now? I'm much more careful <laughs> now since I don't work for Microsoft. <laughs> obviously, I don't have my magical internal subscription with yeah. X amount of money, so I, I pay everything from my pocket. So I load balance actually in between my own station and then I'm, I'm oh, looking good. to yeah. any kind of server at home. And then only a small pieces are actually going on the cloud side.
0: I mean, to be honest, Microsoft, I know from experience, having been burnt by this problem once, at least once, uh, are quite good in that if you, if you you know, generally by mistake, leave a service running, um, you can kind of complain to them and get someone on the phone and, you know, talk to them. And, uh, you know, if you're lucky, they'll, you know, remove it from from your bill. Because I think I, I, I had that where I, had, I ended up with like a 200 Pound bill uh, for just by like, accidentally leaving something turned on. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, Microsoft did um, get rid of that bill, that that extra thing for me. Uh, <laughs> I think I did the same thing with AWS by accident once as well. Did uh, you get the money back? I think, no, I think with AWS. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't actually ask them to be fair. So, uh, okay. but with that, yes. I just swallowed it. I think I think I I like set up a like an M four. Uh, <laughs> size, size <laughs> machine, uh, infrastructure as a service. And uh, um, I think, yeah, I think over a space of a month, it cost me like $200 by accident.
1: Wow, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's that's always the challenge. And I really like to do some of the cloud development because in my IDE, I can actually choose to have a remote shell. And then ah, I,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I, I have anything, like any kind of bash or any, anything that I need from the dev machine, it's part yes. of the ID. Like I'm, I'm working on it, no matter if I'm on, on my Mac or I'm on Windows, it's, it's always the same. It's, it's really nice, but again, as you said, if you forget something. It can become very expensive <laughs> very fast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm 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 using a blend as well. So yeah, I'm using obviously cloud services, and um, I I, I used the Intel Nook. I've got two of them now because uh, they, they don't have much like noise. Their fans are really quite silent so at home. Yeah, I've, I've got both of them running Linux, so I've probably got a couple of PIs as well uh, for Linux, but mainly I'll end up using the Intel NUCs for development and just remotely SSH into them um, to you know, build the code or whatever. And that, that's that been working for me.
1: Yes, I, I also have some of these uh, kind of Intel CPU uh, devices, not Nuke, but others, Right. And just like you, I, I mean, I obviously have also FreeBSD. I'm a big FreeBSD fan. <laughs> so, right. But uh, Linux is a you know high school project still for me. But again, <laughs> people love it, so I, I also have to use Linux.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of missed the solaris days actually I, oh. <laughs> that's a fast, yeah proper like yeah. os i worked with when i was a developer and uh yeah it's fantastic but, yeah yeah I not, mean, not as easy to work on that
1: now no and i don't think there are a lot of uh <laughs> github copilot OpenAI slash yeah. top nine <laughs> extensions for <laughs> our favorite operating systems <laughs> <laughs> and everything that there i mean obviously you can always call the api and then yeah, do your own yeah. stuff. But again, it's one more thing to support. So if it's built exactly. in, in the tool, I'm, I'm yeah. fine. I'm making money with the tool. So this pocket like 10, 15, 20 bucks a month, it's nothing. I can take it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I, um, I love that uh, feature within Visual, code, uh, Visual Studio Code so that you can be running it on your PC, but have your code on a Linux machine. You've used that, right? Oh like yeah, all computers. the time, Yes, it's just
1: yes. brilliant. I mean, I'm
0: just yes. <laughs> stunned at how well that how well that works. Uh, you you completely forget that your code is you know on on the network. Um, you know when you're using that that capability. Yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what people um, Chromebook users, if they want to do development, I guess they kind of have to use things like that replit that you mentioned, right? Um, I, yeah,
1: I mean, if you have a Chromebook and you do development, I, I think any kind of cloud-based ID is the way to go, because I haven't seen almost any of the the one like the, the major brands releasing it for Chromebook. Maybe I'm wrong because I never own a Chromebook, but uh, I, I haven't seen much of movement. Obviously, it's you know the cool kids with the Macs and the OS X, everything on top of OS X, yeah, and yeah. then. Uh, the really cool kids with the Linux <laughs> and, and <laughs> trying to figure out power management for the laptop, etc. And there is all the enterprise world running, obviously, in Windows. So yeah. these are kind of the three platforms for IDEs and any kind of mm. developer-oriented.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, if, if people are, you know, taking the time to study if they're not in a job or anything at the moment, then, yeah, I'm wondering if some of them are actually trying to do that. Because obviously you can do training, watch your videos and do e-based learning on, on your Chromebook. Um, so, yes. yeah, coding on that would be pretty neat as well.
1: Um, yeah, also on your phone. Yeah. I mean, can, can you go oh, yeah. and learn <laughs> on your phone or your tablet? Because a, a lot of people, um, maybe, did, you know, the they had to return the laptop after the layoff. So uh, yes. now you just have an iPad. What do you do on the iPad? I mean, what ID? I mean, obviously, if you're a tech worker, maybe you have at least one or two PCs at home, but there may be cases like you don't have access to a PC, so where do you go? Do you just go cloud IDs, or or you just need to go and buy a PC second-hand or a new one? Yeah. Good good, questions good to our
0: audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we're kind of, um, I think we're on the 20 minute, well, 23 minutes actually. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess we should- uh, British invest, timing. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> it's never too late <laughs> yeah, yeah anything else you want to discuss or, or, uh, no thinking...
1: I, I love the topic and also if someone from the audience wants to go deeper into anything that we have talked about because obviously we went over a lot of things I mean yeah. send us a message and then you can be our guest we, we can do even more people I mean doesn't need to be just yeah, that
0: exciting actually That would be be awesome.
1: Yes. It will be tough to synchronize, but let's do it. I mean, if you're passionate about AI-enabled developer tools and you have an opinion, if it's like a win or like something dangerous, you know, because you never know, we'll see. Great. Yeah. That
0: sounds great. All right. Thanks, Nico. It's been really great talking to you again. (laughs) Thanks, Shabazz. It was uh, awesome. (laughs) All right. Speak again soon. Cheers.
1: Thanks, everyone. Cheers, everyone.